When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone, Gabby here. And I'm Brenna. And welcome to the Mystery of Everything podcast. Hey everybody, this is Brenna here. And I'm Gabby. I always imagine cheers in the background, but no one is cheering. <laughs> cheers, music, drum roll, I don't know. There's music that plays rap. No, I think there's music that plays while we're like saying mystery. No, that's the intro. Oh, I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry, you guys. Love you. Just let it happen. So if you all recall, well, actually, the episode before this episode was like a a doubly episode because Gabby's obsessed with the North Sea and scary shit. Right? That was the episode behind this one or will it be the next one? No, the episode before this one will be submarine disasters, which is... Part two of the history of everything, submarine disasters. Yeah, fun times. And then the one before this one was childhood games. So originally this episode was going to be an extension on the paranormal games episodes. So I was going to talk about like the uh, Candyman or what is it? The Three Kings game. But then it transformed into something a little different. So I have decided to cover the Ouija board. And as you all know, when covering the Ouija board, one cannot simply briefly mention it. So the Ouija board is, it's like an entity in itself requiring an episode in itself. And that's what this is. It's an entire episode about the Ouija board. I've personally never given a Ouija board much thought or seen one up close. Really? Yeah. I don't Mm. want to see one up close, just FYI. (laughs) Okay. Well. This is, oh, like I said, an entire episode dedicated to the Ouija board. And I feel like we have all at least heard of Ouija boards. Gab, you've heard of Ouija board. Unfortunately, yes. Some of us have played with one, maybe created one ourselves out of cardboard pizza boxes and a water bottle cap. Sounds oddly specific. Did it work? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You've never done that? No. No? (laughs) Just me? All right. Well, um. I can't believe you wouldn't try the the Ouija with me. No, I can't believe it. Because after this episode, I'm like, do I want to play with a Ouija board again? Probably not. And I don't even like calling it playing with a Ouija board because, well, we're going to dive into it. Um, But anyway, so what exactly is a Ouija board? Well, it is a flat surface, mostly rectangular, but not necessarily. It consists of letters, numbers, a few words and symbols, and it also includes a planchette. Is that how you say that? Planchette? I don't know. We're going to call it it planchette or planchette? Shet. Okay. I'm leaning towards shet. Planchette? Planchette. We're just going to, however I pronounce it, that's the right way. Pick one and roll with it. Yeah, we're going to roll with it. 
So a planchette is a piece of plastic or wood that is in the shape of a teardrop and usually, but not always, has a cut out circle in the middle of the smaller end. So if you don't know what it is, just give it a goop. But a planchette is used to move around the board, stopping in a specific letter or number to signify something or spell out words. The name Ouija comes from Luigi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. I was like, it's Italian. Wow. <laughs> it's Italian. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it comes from the French and German words that mean yes. So we for French and yeah for German. Although mispronounced with a hard J instead of the ya sound, because you know, J A is not ja. But we, but where's G? We, we G? Is it we ja? It is we ja. I just say it wrong. <laughs> I feel like everybody says we G. We G. Because we're in a movie. It's spelled O U I J A. But I'm the movie. Ouija. You remember the movie? And yeah. I was like, the Ouija. Or, or am I like misremembering? Because I, I did watch that in movie. In my mind, it's a Ouija board. I'm going to call it a Ouija board because you watched that movie, make right? myself a Ouija. I've not seen that movie. Oh, I unfortunately, I, I want you to. I can't this, believe you've seen a movie that I haven't. I used to watch a lot of horror movies. I was so into horror movies, like as a 14 year old. Um, as a teenager, I was obsessed with horror. And then when I went to college, I was still in that kick. So I just watched so many. Horror movies, but then I don't know. I got old, and now they like stick with me because I obsess over like specific points in movies, and I convince myself it's gonna happen to me, and then I keep thinking about it. It gets real bad real fast. Have you seen that new one? Which sorry if you all hear me slurping because Steve made us mocktails, and they're so good. <laughs> Protect Steve at all costs. <laughs> also, it is delicious. I don't drink alcohol, so this is fun. It's fun times. Oh, but the movie, it's where there's like this fake hand and then they grab it and they go, talk to me. And then a ghost pops up on the other side of the hand and you never know which ghost you're going to get. And then you say like, I'll let you in or something like that. And it possesses the person. Yeah. Cause you have to give them permission to possess yeah. you. That's that why movie, they possess like babies. Cause babies can, you know, they're babies. That movie fucked with me. I do not like the ending. I will not spoil it, but. That was me with Annabelle. <laughs> The one black person in that whole movie. I don't remember Annabelle. I don't think I've seen Annabelle. It's the doll. I know the doll, but I don't think I've seen like the movie. In college, my roommates got like so high and we went to this movie because it came out like freshman year. It was Halloween. Yeah. Um, and I was the only sober person in that theater. I was petrified and they were like <laughs> giggling. Oh, that makes me so mad when I go to see a scary movie. And like if it's a funny scene, then yeah. Giggle, but I went to see the new Exorcist not that long ago, and there was a group of fucking teenagers sitting behind me. Excuse my language, but <laughs> like I'm trying to be scared. All right, I go there to be scared. I'm pumped for this movie, and of course it's a girl and a boy and another boy. But the girl's just like he 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 giggling the whole time. I'm like bitch, this isn't funny, and you're not cute. Stop. You sound like an old lady now. Like oh, you're I in literally your turned era. around. I was a carrot. I turned around and looked at a hole in her and was like, shut the fuck up. Wait, you said that? Yes. Oh my god. I was so mad. I it takes a lot to get me mad too. I'm not I'm I know. not I'm like, generally a Karen. But after I if I peer at you enough times giving you a the look like to please shut up and you still don't shut up and you're being so obnoxious. During the scary parts, like I paid money to see this. If you want to 
get felt up by your boyfriend, go do it somewhere else. That's not the place. Even though I did the same shit as a teenager. Like, I, I get it. I did the same shit as a teenager. But I had the courtesy to sit in the back of the theater and do it. All right? Mm-hmm. No, sit. It's a, the, the middle. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> wow. Sorry, that made me go a little angry there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So <laughs> where the word Ouija comes from, that was a hardcore tangent. And I also seen some things that say it comes from the Egyptian phrase for good luck. But I tried to look up the Egyptian phrase for good luck and I can't find shit. So I don't know. Maybe if you look it up, you will always find stuff that I do not find when I Google. So Gabs, are, are you Googling it? Yeah, but I usually just go to like my school's. See, what I library? Have, yeah, I don't, I don't going to like databases, use keywords. Boom. EKU kicked me out many years ago. My school isn't even in Kentucky. <laughs> I can't say where it is because people are weird. The people, the people are weird. They'll join college just so they can bump into you. No, I did. Whenever I was younger, I did think about like, where is Miley Cyrus going to be, and how can I accidentally bump into her? I can't find it, but go on with the episode, and if I find it, I'll circle back. Okay, I don't think the good luck part's real. I think the we and the ya part is real. But I just thought I'd throw it in there in case someone knows more than I do. So in this deep dive, let's start with the origin story. Also, disregard what I just said about Molly Cyrus. I was like eight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) After I said it, I was like, bro, that's fucking weird. But I genuinely thought me and her could be friends. (sighs) Anyways. So, what turned into something scary in a cult started out as a parlor trick in the 1800s. But are there any examples of the use of the Ouija board before this time? Let's find out. So, we're traveling back to China in, do, you, do I say like 1100 AD? Yeah. So, 1100 AD. The first historical documents we can find that mention the same automated writing method that we see in the Ouija board. These historical documents are of the Song Dynasty. And there it was called the Fuji, which we know as planchette writing. That's not the only instance of using a planchette to contact. When you, you know when you say a word enough times and then it starts to sound like it's not real? Yes. That's what's happening with the word planchette right now. But anyways, so that's not the only instance of using a planchette to contact the dead. We also see it throughout history used by others. Um, it was a central practice for the Kwanzaa. 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 I'm glad Gabby knows when I'm not going to be able to pronounce something. <laughs> but Kwanzaa School of Mystic Taoism. Taoism. Ta- ta- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Taoism used for special rituals and supervisions. This practice continued until it was forbidden by the Qing Dynasty. Qing Dynasty. Supposedly. <laughs> All right, give me credit. That one starts with a Q. That was I so do hard. this for Steve too. That's though. how you know. So it's fine. If I were responsible, I would look up the pronunciation of each of these words before the episode. That's what I do because I'm in. Oh my god! I'm the not thing responsible. About me is I just cannot. I have no chill. My anxiety would like claw at me if I didn't. See, I know that Gabby is responsible. So. so i just pray supposedly there are entire scriptures of the dao zang zong dao zong 
that were written. I'm so sorry, guys, for all of you listening to this and you're just like, please stop. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But there are entire scriptures of the day I was on that that were written by automatic planchette writing. Good Lord. The use of spirit writing has been practiced in medieval Europe, ancient India, Greece, Rome, the list goes on. In Greece, the time of the Pythagoras. Pythagoras. (laughs) The Greek one. Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem. Uh, Oh, that's where that came from. Oh, gosh. The Pythagoras. I'm sweating. (laughs) Okay, this was circa uh, 540 BC. They had a table on wheels that moved to point to signs from the other side or the unseen world. I just picture them wheeling this table around, making it point to shit. I mean, what what else would you do? (laughs) The table was used all the way up to the 19th century. Ancient Rome used similar techniques in the 3rd century AD. And then the Mongols used the same technique in the 13th century. I do not know how to pronounce this word coming up. Native Americans used squudilatac. S-Q-U-D-I-L-A-T-C. Um... Native Americans use boards. Yes, they used these boards that I just spelled out when something of theirs went missing or in some cases to find missing persons, which is super cool. Not that people are missing, but using those boards to find them. Now for the commercialization. Why is that so hard for me? Of the Ouija board. So now we're back to talking about whenever people made money off of it. Um, This began in 1891. The advertisements in newspapers read, Ouija. The Wonderful Talking Board. And it sounds so wholesome. Yeah. Elijah Bond created this fun for the family game. Eventually, he sold the rights to Charles Kennard, owner of Kennard Novelty Company. However, I did also find out that employee named William Fold took over the commercial production of the Ouija board. But of course, he couldn't stop others from producing the board with different names. So against the odds, Ouija became a trademark name nonetheless. When Fold died in 1927, the manufacturing and trademark rights were sold to the Parker Brothers, although they didn't sell these rights until 1966. So the only true Ouija board that could legally be sold was by Parker Brothers. But then that changed again. So um, Hasbro has since bought the Ouija board from Parker Brothers in 1991. But a fun fact a New York newspaper claims that it was demonstrated at the patent office and actually worked before it was giving a patent. So, yeah. Did they use, like, magnets to make it work? No, they were just like, all right, let's summon some spirits at the patent office. He, he, he. Casual. <laughs> Casual. And they're like, sold. Okay. So, since Hasbro um, bought the Ouija board in 1991, the selling of Ouija boards has declined. Um, I do kind of personally feel like it will always continue to sell on though because humans love mystery. We like the unexplained, but then we try to explain it. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. So before this creation, we would see a psychic or a spiritual individual using something similar to contact the dead. But in 1848, there were famous mediums like Kate and Margaret Fox communicating with spirits through knocks from the other side. In 1862, the wife of President Abraham Lincoln, Miss Mary Todd Lincoln, held a seance in the White House. That That's cool to me. I don't know why. That's cool to me. I on, it, There's no better place to hold a seance. Than in the White House. House, Because you could just talk to all the old presidents. Like, I don't know why they would still be chilling at the White House, but like maybe their spirit's lingering because they feel like they could have done a better job. Abraham Lincoln? Um, Like 14th or something? He was like Civil War, wasn't he? So 18. Abraham Lincoln. President. But they might feel like they have unfinished business because they were such a bad president. So they'll just be lingering the halls trying to make it better. And Why is it so like, hard hey. for me to find out what order of president he is? Because there were so many of them. But when we were younger, I feel like we had <gasps> to memorize the president order. I didn't go to school here. So what? I don't know. The presidents are a mystery to me. Like, I know them if I hear them, but I'm not like. Okay, so we got George Washington. John he was the Tom 16th Shepard, U.S. president. You were close. Yeah, I said 14. I was thinking Franklin Pierce. And it was like 1860s where he was assassinated. So, yeah, no. Yeah. So, all right. It's a reasonable time to have a seance in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did Mary perform this seance for, you might ask? She wanted to ask how her son was doing, who died when he was 11 from a fever. That is so sad. That is pretty sad. But also, if somebody dies, wouldn't he still be 11? Because even when, theoretically, they would just remain the same age. I guess, depending on your religious like what your religious preference is. Yeah. In my mind, I don't know though. Cause when people die and they come back, sometimes they're like, whenever I died, I was, wasn't in pain. I was young again. Or so I don't know. I don't know if there's a choice in it or poor Mary. So now the game was no longer for, um, spiritualists and what's the word I'm looking for? Mediums. Yeah, so now it was no longer for mediums and spiritualists. It was for everybody. It was fun. You know, it's a link between the known and the unknown, the material and the immaterial. I seen that quote online and I thought that sounded cool. The Ouija board remained a fun and innocent parlor trick for quite some time and was unrelated to the occult. 
That is until an American spiritualist by the name of Pearl Curran, Curran? Um, made it a popular divination tool during World War I. So we're going to throw in another fun fact right here because I love me some fun facts. There's a Ouija board museum. Uh, when I went to, I went to the Ouija board museum when I was in Salem, Massachusetts, and I was stunned by all the different Ouija boards throughout history. There are so many of them, different shapes, sizes, colors. Was there you a bluey Ouija board? Because that would be hilarious. I would not be surprised. There <laughs> were like children's bit- decorated Ouija boards because at one point it was like a children's game. It, it was insane. The amount of Ouija boards in there was insane. They were themed. Like there's probably a McDonald's one in there. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> McDonald's and I don't Ouija think, board. Yeah, I don't think I was allowed to take pictures. I could be wrong. You could be allowed to take pictures. And if I was, then I will find them on my phone because I would have definitely took pictures. But uh, yeah, super fun museum. If you ever go to Salem, Massachusetts, I suggest you go see it. It's like tucked in the back of a shop. So it's kind of hard to find. You should definitely go. All right, moving on. How does one even use a Ouija board? So I found a list of do's and don'ts online and I'm going to list them. First, we're going to go over the do's. You want the room dark. The goal is to attract spirits to you, so a dark room lit by candles should do the trick. But next, there should be zero distractions. If you got a cell phone, turn it off. TV, turn it off. Radio, turn it off. You get the picture. The next says to place the board balancing on your knees if possible, but I personally have never done this while using a Ouija board. It sounds like a pain in the ass. Uh, I just put it on the ground, and that worked for me. Like, I've sat crisscross applesauce, and then whoever else is using it sits on the opposite side, and it works all the same. But maybe it's supposed to be on your legs. I don't know. All right. So the fourth do is warm up the board. Don't just dive right in with your questions. You want to move the planchette in circles around the board or in a figure eight pattern. I always did circles and then my dumbass would say Ouija board three times while circling. But I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's how it works. No, I, just, I feel like I just did that because like Bloody Mary was three times. So my childhood mind was like, all right, this is what we do. Relatable content. Yeah. But I, nowhere did I read that you're supposed to say Ouija board three times while circling. How old were you? I was young. You just had a Ouija board. Yeah. I'll tell you this story in a little bit. Somewhere in, this, in these notes, I did not have a Ouija board. I made a Ouija board. But somewhere in these notes, it says, insert your story about Ouija board here. So when we get there, <laughs> I will tell you this story. All right, next up on our list, number five, you need to be specific about who you are wanting to talk to. You do not want to raw dog this. There are many things in life you can raw dog. This is not one. If you want to talk to grandma, say you want to talk to grandma, et cetera. You need to be specific. Number six, be nice to the spirits that find you. Use manners. Be respectful. You're allowed to ask them to leave if they're being rude to you, but try not to egg them on. It's like, why would you want to? And it's just asking for trouble. Do you remember this story of like at work? They did a seance essentially. And I'm pre- I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure they used a Ouija board for that. Yeah, because the ghost. And they contacted they like to a contact ghost. the ghost. It's at work. Yeah. He is not there. He was so there because such weird there. stuff happened. I worked on night shift. I was in that building at three in the morning by myself. He was not there. They were fully convinced. They were fully. It was like 2 a.m. And they were wrong. I showed up to like find my heater. This heater, actually, FYI. And we go into the building and there's like candles lit all over the floor. And we're like, what is going on? <laughs> what the hell? But I forgot his name. 
But I heard he was a very friendly ghost, just really Back mad. Back his name, something normal like Frank or Fred. Or- no, never going to remember. I'll have to text someone. We'll ask about it. He's not there, though. Like, I believe in ghosts and spirits. He's not there. There's a creepy doll that sits in that closet. Um, You know the door where you walk into the fridge room? Yeah. You know the closet beside it? Yeah. There's a doll in there. Like an actual doll? Yeah, it's just sitting. I don't know why it's there. It's been there for like a year, probably. I don't know. He's just chilling. Anyways, number seven. Write down the messages letter by letter. If they misspell something, that's okay. They can shorten words. They can use slang. They can do whatever they want to do, but write it down. I never wrote it down. I just memorized it because if it spells out something, that's not something you're going to forget. You're going to be scared. Most importantly, though, have fun. (laughs) If you feel uncomfortable, just don't do it. If it doesn't feel right for you, then it's probably not. It isn't for everybody, and that's okay because most things in life aren't. And now let's go over the don'ts. You probably shouldn't use one by yourself. Not only does it make you look like a major loser to the spirits, um, but having someone with you is always better. <laughs> They're dead. Why are they judging me? No, I'm just, I just kid. I kidding. Whenever I read that one of the dudes was like, don't do it by yourself. My brain was like, yeah, because you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, next up try not to confuse whoever you're talking to one person needs to be the one asking questions you can tell that specific person what to ask but you do not need to have multiple people talking all at once i also feel like this one should be a given but don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to do not ask when you're going to die if you don't want to know when you're going to die don't ask how you're going to die stick to good stuff like am i going to win the lottery that's what i would ask no. I have this strong Stop feeling. gambling. I, I do love gambling, guys. It's really bad. Like, it gives me such a rush. I have this feeling, and I was talking to Chris about it the other day. It's like, I have a feeling I'm meant for something more in life. Like, I'm going to fucking be somebody. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I'm meant for something more. And I have a feeling that I'm going to win the lottery, which is not healthy. And I might not ever, but like, I feel like something drastic is going to happen. That's going to change my life for the better. Like, I'm just going to win a million dollars. And then like, I don't know. I'm a rich person in a poor person's body with a poor person's wallet. Not healthy, but (laughs) I don't know. And I asked Chris, I was like, do you feel that way? Like you're, you're meant for something big. And he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not normal. I think it's normal. You all let me know if, or if I'm just weird, if everyone has this like deep feeling like I'm meant for more than working in my shitty ass job, living paycheck to paycheck. I think it's a good turn. You, you feel like it's normal to feel that way? I think it is. I never feel like I'm meant for something better. I just feel like I could make better things happen. So no, I feel like I'm meant for it. Like I I feel like Brenna was, I don't know. That makes me sound. Not in a selfish way. Like, I'm not saying I'm the bee's knees or nothing like that. I just have this feeling that what I'm doing now is not what I'm supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. How did I get on to that? Oh, yeah, the lottery, because I do feel like I'm going to win the lottery. (laughs) My grandpa's been playing the lottery since he was little. I feel like he's going to win, too. 
even though he's like 87. It's going to happen for us. Oh, yeah. Next one. Do not ask questions that you already know the answer to. So before I was like, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. Don't ask questions you already know the answer to. Don't be like, how old am I? What's my name? Which I used to do this shit because I was like, if it's real, then it's going to know to this. But don't waste their time. You know, they got other shit to do, maybe. I don't know. Uh, number five, do not let spirit have control of the situation. I feel like that speaks in itself. Number six, not everything that is said is a fact. Don't take what is said as fact. If it doesn't feel right in your gut, it isn't right. Number seven, don't be upset if it doesn't work. If it's not, it's not going to work every time and that's okay. So that's a list of do's and don'ts. I did kind of make them into my own. If you're curious where all of this came from, I, uh, I have all of my, my sources cited. You just, you just ask and your girl give them. So when I was younger, I was always told that you couldn't stop playing until the spirit or whatever the entity is said goodbye to you. I did not find that online, but I do believe that. Um, like if you didn't say goodbye, then it's still going to be with you. And then it says, insert story about homemade Ouija board here. So whenever I was younger, I don't remember what age I was. Raven would have been a teen and I'm four years younger than Raven. I don't know. I was a teen, probably a young teen. But me and my best friend, Marcella, uh, Gab, no, she met Marcella at her Jonas Brothers concert. So we wanted to be stupid and play with a Ouija board. So we cut out a cardboard pizza box, flipped it over, and then drew like, hello, goodbye, the alphabet numbers one through 10. And yes and no, we made our own Ouija board. And then we got a pop bottle cap and that was our planchette. And then we did our little circle thing, said Ouija board three times. And I could be completely wrong. Marcella, come for me if I'm wrong, because you all know my memory. But I feel like it gave us the name of someone and then maybe said how old they were. And then we were like, how did you die? And it said stab. And we're like, who killed you? And it spelled out dad or father or some shit like that. Um, and then my sister, Raven, opened the door. Well, she tried to open the door. The door was locked. She was like, what are y'all doing? And then she opens the door and we I slid the makeshift Ouija board under the dresser and then me and Marcella are just sitting there with candles surrounding us in my pitch black bedroom. And Raven was like, I don't know what the fuck you all are doing, but you need to stop and go to bed. And I'm like, okay. I'm such a Raven. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, if you're doing some weird shit, you know, mom will be mad because my mom is very superstitious. She's not, she's not superstitious. See, she's a little stitious. But anyways, so we asked it to go to goodbye. Once Raven left the room, we got it back out and we kept asking it to go to goodbye because we were like, we have to go to bed. We're going to get in trouble. And it kept going back to hello repeatedly. So it wouldn't leave. So then we slid it under the dresser and we got in bed and we're watching TV. And at 3.15 in the morning, my TV turned to static. It scared the shit out of us. And then at 3.16, it went back to normal, which is the witching hour. Coincidentally, and the time I was born. I was born at 3.15 in the morning. So that is my fun story about my homemade Ouija board. We were so scared too because the the little water bottle cap was moving and we both swore up and down. You know, when you're like, are you moving it? No, are you moving it? That was the, the situation at hand. But another note to add is that I've read the board cannot be destroyed and should never be burned. It doesn't explain why though. But... Yeah, you're not supposed to burn it, not supposed to destroy it. Because it comes back 
It doesn't go. I feel like I just put my homemade Ouija board in the trash. Yeah, because it wasn't real. But we slept with it. I don't, just because, what is it, Harbo, whoever I said, Parker Brothers, whoever. Hasbro. Just because they make a Ouija board doesn't make it the Ouija board. I feel like you can make one out of anything. As long as you yeah, have but the, I feel like it needs to have like a certain level of possessed. No, as long as you have the intent behind it. I think. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I that don't makes know. sense. <laughs> I don't think it has to be like a V Ouija board to be a Ouija board. I don't know, though. I know nothing. Who am I even? Just a girl on a podcast looking for someone to love me. You're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> to be wed. All right, moving on. I say that too much. You all like it. Give the people what they want. So now I'm going to discuss some stories where Ouija boards have been used in interesting ways. In 1920, investigators tried to solve the murder of a New York City gambler named Joseph Burton Elwell by using a Ouija board. It didn't say that they solved it. It just said that they tried. There's also a number of famous people that have used Ouija boards for inspiration. Previously discussed earlier, Pearl Coran said she received messages from a spirit named Patience Worth from a Ouija board. And James Merrill, a Pulitzer Prize winning poet, used the board for consultations for poems. He claims that for his 560 page poem, The Changing Light at Sandover, he got help from W.B. Yeats, a friend of Maya Durin, and none other than the Archangel Michael himself. In 1930, there were two women from Buffalo, New York, that murdered one another because of a Ouija board. And the list goes on and on. So when did the Ouija board start to get a bad reputation? I'm going to briefly dive into religion. And I know it's it's scary, right? It's scary for me bringing up religion because people come for you. But um, I myself am, am religious. So, of course, I'll do my best to remain neutral, not to offend anybody. What ifs? So if you've ever read the Bible, you'll see that somewhere in there, specifically Acts 19, 18 through 19, it states that we should destroy and burn all occult materials, which is obviously very contradictory to what I said earlier, that the Ouija board should never be burned or destroyed. Somewhere else in the Bible, Leviticus 19.31, says, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits. You will be defiled by them. Whenever I was in college, um, I took an insane amount of religion classes because it is so fun to me to learn why people think the way that they think. But one of the papers I wrote on was if it's okay for in like Christianity for you to use mediums and stuff like that. Because I have a psychic lady. May she rest in peace. She was wonderful. Your psychic died? Yeah. She was super old. Bless her heart. Her name was Louise and she was an angel. She was religious too, but she was a psychic. And she was so good at it. Like she predicted people in my family dying, me getting sick mistakes I was going to make in the future and I still made those fucking mistakes even though she told me what would happen I did it anyways (sighs) there's quite the religious objection towards the Ouija board humans in general tend to have a fear of the unknown in my opinion we don't like things that can be can't be explained and if there is something that can't be explained we do our best to try to explain it until another theory comes along some Christian beliefs though, are that Satan disguises the evil spirits as harmless spirits 
that we try to contact through the Ouija board. So like a sort of trickery. But putting religion aside, I feel that there are many scenarios where we see demons portrayed to be liars, pretending to be good, tricking people into their deaths or possessions. We've seen it on TV for years, movies, etc. Paranormal activity, for example. That one scared the shit out of me when it came out. Because it looked like so, it, it seemed so real, like the Blair Witch Project when they're recording themselves. But demons gain control of our lives when we accidentally let them in. So it makes sense that a Ouija board could get a bad reputation when it could be seen as a portal to allow evil and malevolent direct access to you. How does one tell apart an imposter from the person you're actually wishing to speak to? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. It's not hard to see why the Ouija board gets such a bad reputation throughout history, though, when most stories it's involved in are some sort of haunting or possession. So, for example, the Roland Doe Doe case. Have you heard of the Roland Doe case? Is it a murder mystery? No, it's a possession. Nope. Okay, but was it a possession with a murder? I don't think so. What you know those like stories where the ghosts possess the person and then they go on like a murder spree, or at least yeah. that's what that one. Those are stories. Horror, right? Yeah, yeah. This but is like you that. hear stories of that. <laughs> well, I heard stories of that all the time as a kid, and it was terrifying. <laughs> no, but on my home mic, I, I don't know. I scratch my skin, and it echoes through. I don't know why I use that as an example. (laughs) So the Roland Doe case, for those of you that have never heard of this case, it is a famous case from January 1949 where a 13-year-old Lutheran boy became involved in satanic possession after using a Ouija board to try to contact his deceased aunt that he was missing. Which is so sad. Poor boy. The boy's name was Robbie Mannheim, and he lived in Cottage City, Maryland. After using the Ouija board, allegedly his home became a place where crazy things happened. Marching footsteps, unexplained noises, moving furniture, objects shooting across the room. There were over 35 witnesses to the events happening and nine priests. The boy had been examined by psychiatrists and medical doctors who couldn't find any explanation as to why strange occurrences happened around the house. So naturally, the boy's parents turned to their Reverend Luther Miles Schultz for help. He stayed in their home and observed him throughout the night, reporting that he heard vibrating sounds coming from the boy's bed and scratching on the walls. So he saw furniture move, chairs tilting on their own. The blankets the boy was sleeping on, apparently, were moving around the room to slap people in their faces. I would shit myself if a blanket's just like, well, pop. Out of nowhere, something. It's just like little ghost, a little, a little ghosty, ghosty ghost. ghost. <laughs> Why didn't you say the same thing? Just a little ghosty ghost. So after witnessing this evil, I'm sorry, I would be laughing at the blankets though. Like a blanket slaps me in the face, I'm a fucking laugh. You can't really be that. Sc- I feel like nothing they described was that scary. That's except scary. for the shooting stuff across the room, like that'd be a little jarring. Well, I do see videos, like people's at home footage videos, and you see like a chair slide a few feet. Though it does give me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Yeah, but it's just like a little ghost rearranging the furniture and helping with the feng shui. Uh, Can you blame him about some feng shui for trying to make it a little bit more cozy, a little more homey? We love cozy. I'm they leave my living too. room like a like a sage green, but a little bit darker right now. And the ghost is gonna repaint it red.
Hey y'all, spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. You said you have a ghost. I have a shadow man. There's a difference. No, I do have a ghost. This old man that walks back and forth on my porch and you can see him through the glass doors, apparently. So after witnessing this evil, he contacted Reverend Edward Hughes, a Catholic priest, to perform an exorcism. So exorcisms are a whole other can of worms and are so terrifying, whether you believe in demons or not, because the exorcism itself can kill people. The way that they are performed in some places, but that's neither here nor there. I've heard some horror stories about exorcisms going wrong. But back to this story. During this particular exorcism, the priest was injured by the boy so badly that he had to get stitches. But this wasn't the only exorcism they performed on the boy. There were more. According to Reverend William Bowdern, who was assisted by Reverend Walter Halloran and Reverend William Van Roo. During the boy's next exorcism, he was afraid of anything sacred. Like if you held up a cross to him or something, he, I don't know, shied away from it. Objects flew across the room. The bed shook and Roland spoke in a voice entirely different than his own. However, this go around, they were able to remove the demon when the child spoke the words Christus Domini, meaning Christus. Christus. Yeah. Have you not watched Supernatural? No. Oh, my God. You are a fake lover <laughs> of spooky shit. I watch Supernatural, I swear. I'm a Vampire Diaries girl. Don't, hey, don't come for me. Anyways, that means Christ the Lord, Christus Domini. They performed over 30 exorcisms on this boy. 30. That's just insane. Halloran said that the words would, words would appear written on the boy's body like hell or evil. And Roland apparently even broke Halloran's nose during this process. The last exorcism was performed in a hospital in the psychiatric ward, and the witnesses said that they heard loud noises traveling throughout the halls. The Roland case went on to inspire the 1971 novel that we all know and love, The Exorcism, written by William Peter Blatty, which turned into the famous film in 1973, so on and so forth. Next, I'm going to add some stories from a website that had a lot of information. 
The website is www.truesaint.com. Uh, these are direct quotes. That's why I just gave the website. So you all can't come for me for plagiarism because I'm making my sources aware. But I will say that this website is like very religious. Do with that what you will. Not saying religion is a bad thing, but this website, yeah. Um, yeah. So the first thing I'm going to read, titled Ouija Board's Evil Spell Still Lives in Our House. National Examiner, 31787, by Robert Staper. I invited a foul horror into my house with a Ouija board. My brother and I got no results when we started to use the psychic device, but suddenly the message indicator mysteriously began to move. The first thing the board told us was that the message was sent by Seth. Then I made a tragic mistake of telling the board to prove it was real by doing something supernatural. You never ask it to do shit like that you just don't the results were startling and scary the board told us that the grandfather of one of my best friends would die in a week the chandelier in the room began to shake violently and the chimes rang like pieces of metal being smashed together the room became as cold as ice and we were shivering though the thermostat read 70 degrees the horrible stench of death filled the room and we couldn't stop gagging and coughing suddenly the noises stopped and the room was as quiet as a cemetery in the middle of the night my brother and I looked at each other in terror. We opened the windows to get rid of the stink or rotting flesh and told each other we'd forget the whole thing. But a week later, the grandfather of one of my best friends died just as the board had predicted. And from, the time the chandelier, and from time to time, the chandelier would rattle. The room freeze and that awful smell return. I couldn't take it anymore. I threw the board away and told my mother about the experience. She told me that once you tamper with the Ouija board, its evil spell will remain forever. And to this day, those terrifying tremors shake the house and the stench of death fills the room. Yeah. So that was one story. Next one. We that was terrible. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That was, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm sitting here like trying not to read your notes because it's creeping me out. <laughs> that was a lot. Ouija board summons demons is the next title. Uh, the Sun 12986. A simple Ouija board became a passport to hell for a family that accidentally summoned a demon into their living room. Editor's notes, there are no accidents when playing with a cult. Uh, all spirits are demons. There might be more violent than others. Maybe I should have left out the editor's notes. <laughs> okay. I thought it might have been the devil himself, says John Ravens, father of the tormented family. When it was over, we were all bleeding and had severe burn marks. Our living room was a disaster area. It was supposed to be a joke, says Gloria, the girl's mother. We were going to make believe we were talking to the spirit world. Little Lydia, her nine-year-old brother Roland, and their parents gathered around the board for what they thought was going to be an evening of fun at their home in their Toronto, Canada suburb. We were just playing around when it suddenly the planchette that spells out answers began moving by itself, says John. We were all scared, but then I thought maybe one of the kids was up to tricks. We started asking questions, and the spirit began speaking to us. Then it asked if it could visit with us. By this time, I was sure someone was playing a joke, and I said yes. He Why adds, would he say yes? Why? No. No, John. Ah. You did it to yourself. <sighs> Sorry. Um, that's where the nightmare began. The demon appeared within seconds, says John. It spun around the room overhead, laughing and cursing at us. It was surrounded by a ring of fire, and the room became so hot it was like an inferno from hell. 
The family describes the demon as red and black with scaly skin and horns. It also had a giant bat wings. Then it suddenly swooped down and attacked us, recalls John, horror flickering over his features. It started biting each of us on the face and arms. We tried getting up and running for the door, but every time we did, the creature started clawing us. It was so fast, we couldn't escape from it. Linda and... Did I call her Lydia earlier? Her name is Linda. Linda and brother Ronald were picked up repeatedly and hurled across the room. As they lay helplessly on the floor, the creature pounded on their chests and heads. Ooh. It had hooves that dug into my children's faces and skin, marking them badly, says Gloria. The attack, maybe I should have trigger warning this. I don't know. The attack lasted for more than an hour before the horrifying demon vanished, vanished as quickly as it first appeared. The children were screaming and crying as John pulled them out of the house and drove to a nearby hospital where they were treated for cuts and burns. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, those were the stories I decided to include. There were many, many more, but those gave me the heebie-jeebs. And I bet you're wondering, as you always do with my episodes, Bryn, where's the science? Where's the alternate explanation? Where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> I don't even know where you're referencing. Is that SpongeBob? It's, it's right here, baby. No, that's um, Gordon Ramsay. Where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> uh, idiot sandwich, you fucking donkey. Anyways, so scientists have done experiments as scientists do. And it seems that the Ouija board's planchette can move on its own due to the ideomotor effect. Did I say that right? I don't know which part you're at. Girl, you better find me. Audio motor. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But Bryn, what does this affect you speak of? Be patient. I'm going to tell you. This is a mechanism discovered by many moons ago. Wait. <laughs> Not, it wasn't discovered by moons. It was discovered many moons ago. Are you sure the moon wasn't doing a little moon <laughs> research? I mean, there's a man on the moon, but that's another episode. Oh, it was discovered before Sigmund Freud's theory of the unconscious mind, which we discussed in the hypnosis episode. If you want to mosey on back and give it a listen, you should do that because it's very informative. But the ideomotor effect is a psychological phenomenon that causes the brain to unconsciously control the body's muscle movements in response to the stimuli of the outside world. So when the planchette seems to be moving on its own, Perhaps you are moving it and you're simply unaware of it. I feel like I do things all the time where I'm simply unaware that I'm moving. So I would buy that, especially yeah. if I want it to move. Yeah, I if you want it like, bad <laughs> enough. No, whenever me and Marcella did it, we were both like, our fingers were hovering over it to where there was even like sometimes gaps. Because we were like so lightly touching it because you had to keep your finger on it. But we were just like barely touching it. So I don't know if that could explain us or not. I don't know that I could see, if you want something bad enough, I could definitely see that as an explanation. Whenever you were younger, did you ever do the thing where you stood in a doorway and you like tightened your arms and you tried to push up on the door hinges as hard as you can for like 10 seconds and then you take a step forward and your arms go whoop on their own without you even moving them? No idea what you're talking about. Some of you are listening. You're like, I'm going to go try that again because... 
<laughs> that was the thing. We should try that. That's not risky. That's just muscle memory. I don't know what that is. I didn't Google that before, <laughs> before writing this episode. It just came into my head. But of course, it would make sense that uh, we would attribute it to ghosts or spirits if the ideo, ideo motor movements are unconscious. People become so shocked and stunned that they may have no idea that they're moving it themselves. That explains it moving. But what explains the answers? What, it, what if the answers are something that we couldn't possibly know? Researchers have also done experiments to support the unconscious mind being more intelligent than previously thought. Like a filing cabinet that can pull information unavailable to the conscious mind. I don't know how that's a thing. I don't know. But has the Ouija board been debunked? Yes. How? Yes, it has. Blindfolds. What do you mean? That makes me so sad. So somehow the Ouija board doesn't work when the players playing are blindfolded. Oh, so they can't see to spell it out. Yes. That's crazy. So instead of spelling out with words and letters, it spells out gibberish or it doesn't hit the letters to begin with. And this makes me so sad because... I'm a Ouija board advocate, you know? It's super spooky. Ouija board advocate. <laughs> Weird shit happens. Like, I'm for it. I'm for I mean, I don't know if I want to use one again. Maybe. I was completely against it until my roommate earlier was like, what you writing about? And I was like, Ouija boards? And then I was like, jokingly said, you want to try one? And he's like, yeah. So now we might do that. We might not. I don't know. My mama would kill me. She'd be like, if you ain't dead, you are now. I'm calling your mom. I'm calling her right now. I hope she's listening to this she episode. She does not do the superstition. So, but also I had a thought that like, maybe it can be like a spirit working through you rather than the spirit moving the planchette. So maybe spirit doesn't move the planchette. It tells you to move it. But it can't be moving through you because you have to be like, Yes, and willing to do it. And it won't be able to influence your actions unless you give it permission. Unless the permission is implied in playing the game. going to say in some way you are giving it permission by touching the planchette in the first place and asking it to answer your questions. This is just me playing devil's advocate. I don't know, because that's like iffy consent, though. Because if you look at the laws of consent, that's not enough consent. And I feel like even, you know, what was it, werewolves? Oh, vampires. Vampires can't come into your house unless, unless you're like, you give them permission. Explicit permission. It can't just be like you open the door. So that was invitation enough. Our lawyers out there, please tell us. <laughs> by am I consenting by agreeing to play the game in the first place? Unless like fucking Jumanji. The box you don't or something consent said. to what happens to you if you play Jumanji. Well, yeah. But, but in playing the game, you are so consenting. No, they got trapped in the game. <laughs> you shouldn't have played it. <laughs> the game has rules. You know the rules before playing the game. I don't know. That's just, that was a theory I had that maybe like the spirit's like, move it to the W. I just want to know unconscious mind. if the listeners, like what they think. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah. Do you think it's permission? Do you think it's not permission? I don't think it's enough permission. And now I'll never touch a Ouija board if you think it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just grappling at straws because I don't necessarily want it to be debunked. I don't know. Like, it depends, too. Like, yeah, sometimes it's probably not real and people are fucking with you. But then sometimes, 
I don't know. It might be real. Like my TV turning to static at 3.15. Coincidence? I think not. And also, I feel like I made this up and it's not real. But I also could have not made it up. It could be a dream. I don't know. At my granny's house, there's this tiny little bathroom. And I have a memory of me and my cousins being in that tiny little bathroom and playing with a Ouija board. I asked my granny about it later in life, and she's like, I've never owned a Ouija board in my life. There would not be one in this house. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my cousins about it. But I vaguely remember talking to someone who said that they were one of our cousins and said that they spelled out a name or something like that. And that name coincidentally was like my aunt, one of my, I have four aunts. So one of my aunts had had a miscarriage and that's what she was going to name her kid. And that's who it said it was. So one of my 40 cousins, if any of you all remember this while you're listening, let me know. But anyways, that's my episode. Um, Hope you like it. Write to us at mysteryofeverythingpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, please. Mystery of Everything Pod on our Insta. I think that's our thing. You'll find us. Um, shoot me a Venmo at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we should have a Patreon by now. And if we do, it will be linked in the description. And if we don't, well, it's still in the works. Yeah. No, we're going to make it. We're for sure going to make it. What are we going to put on it? I don't know. Brenna's rants. It's going to be 30 minute episodes of just me of Brenna's ranting. Mind vomit. Or maybe feet pics. No, no. <laughs> I can like smoosh my feet okay, into okay. potato anyway, salad. Anyway, bye guys. I love you so All much. All right, bye guys. <laughs>